Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden Kivowitz. Why did the photographer get into an argument with the curator at the art gallery? He wasn't in the right frame of mind. No! <laughs> Welcome to episode 96. My name is Scott Weidenkiewicz, and I am joined by my guest, Jason Group. Um, I've known Jason for many years. Um, we met originally, I don't know if you remember this, we met originally when I was working for uh, Mac Worldwide Warranty and in the retail store that they have in New Jersey, and you came in to have some of your Canon cameras repaired. So <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's how we met originally. What store? Where? When I worked at uh, Mac Cameron Video Service in Springfield. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how we first met. Huh. Right. met. That was a long time ago. If you've ever met Jason Group, it was most likely a life-changing experience. You won't forget his GQ-ready outfit. And if you're watching this, you will see what I'm talking about. With the perfectly balanced bow tie. Hailing from New York City, he shot lots of weddings around the globe and is the founder of IHNY which you'll learn about in a little bit. Jason ran the halls of WPPI for a few years, then moved to St. Louis to study the fine art of brisket barbecue rub, which sounds delicious. After a six-year hiatus as an entrepreneur, he decided working for others isn't for him. With the camera back in his hand and a new venture to help photographers, he's back in his happy place, helping to keep the industry he loves so much grow stronger than ever. So welcome to the show, Jason. I'm happy to, uh, to chat with you today. This is going to be a really fun discussion well, and educational. That's, that's a lot of pressure, but okay. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, and it's good to see your face. It's been a long time, and uh, yeah. yeah, Jersey strong. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so what's going I mean, I've mentioned a few things. that You've got some things in the works and, and, and whatnot. Um, first, can you, can you share what IHNY is for anybody who doesn't know, and then Tell us what's going on with you otherwise. Sure. So, um, you know, a, a quick history on that bio that you just, you, you just uh, introduced me to. So um, I ran a, a studio called IHNY, I Heart New York, I Heart New York Photography. Um, and it was uh, lots of weddings. And um, the IHNY kind of came out of, we were doing lots of engagement sessions and, you know, featuring New York City as the backdrop. Um, New York City is such a, is, is, is my town and, and uh, you know the place that I grew up in, and from when I was a little kid, and um, you know uh, being there, you know I really got to know the ins and out in New York. And I started, you know, really creating these engagement sessions that you know featured this heart and soul of of the of my clients. Um, we kind of expanded into like tourism and families, and uh, we found ourselves shooting people from all over the world, um, doing these mini engagement sessions, and it kind of blossomed from there. Um, the, the guys who run it now um, have kind of taken that to a new level, and uh, um, I still bounce in and out as, as the founder, they call me, um, <laughs> and you know advise them. And it's amazing to see what they've done. They do hundreds of sessions a year featuring New York City. So that's, that's what IHNY is. Sorry, I have, I've got a cup and a half of coffee in me, so I'm going to talk like a New Yorker now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so from there, um, I was really, really super-duper fortunate to... Uh, uh, get offered a position at uh, WPPI. Um, I also worked on Photo Plus in New York. 
Um, and uh, it was a really, really amazing experience to work with so many photographers across 55 countries uh, doing it in Las Vegas and in New York City. And uh, it was it was a real dream job to work um, for for them, um, create, helping to create their conference and help with some of the direction of that. Um, from there, um, I took a job out here in St. Louis, moved my family out here. We were looking for something, uh, um, you know, to. Uh, raise my kids in a different atmosphere and uh i was looking to kind of slow things down a little bit um wanted the you know the dream of buying like the nice big house and you know out in the suburbs and i uh, was looking for a change we love st louis um it's a, it's a great city um i've met some amazing photographers it's been great from knowing all these people in in the east coast and now getting to know people in the middle um has been has been really really neat um, so that's that's what I'm doing now. And then, you know, we can kind of get into, you know, what I'm doing now. You and I both feel it's important to to build your brand, of course. And but not only as a photography business, but 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 as a personal brand. Right. Um, mm -hmm. You're you're known in the photo industry outside of just being a photographer, um, an educator, uh, an entrepreneur, a leader. Um, so can you share some of your thoughts on on building a brand? What what are your thoughts on that? The importance of it? I mean, you know, I think, you know, when you when you're building a brand, it, it needs to be the easiest thing to do is 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 what are the things about your personality that shines? What are what are the things that is unique to yourself that, you know, is you know, calls to you? Um, and usually they're right in front of you. So, you know, um, I started wearing a bow tie to weddings many, many years ago. And, uh, you know, it was kind of out of a joke to start, but, you know, everyone loved the, the graying, I'm really gray now, but the graying guy with the bow tie <laughs> at the wedding. <laughs> and, you know, things that I discovered about, you know, you put the bow tie on and you're automatically, people think you're smart. Um, it, it's, it's not true. It's just a bow tie. <laughs> it's smart because you can tie a bow tie. Um, it's really not that hard. It's just a, yeah. it's just like tying a shoelace, but backwards and in a mirror. Um, it's uh, so I think you know when you find those things to learn how to embrace them and not be embarrassed by them. Um, and a lot of times it's just embracing a flaw that you might have, right? So I think it's important to identify things that make you unique, especially as a creative mm -hmm. person. We are we are looked to for um, for our uniqueness. And really like you know embracing those things so that that's that's and then you know as I get older now I just discovered like these are things that about me that I'm not gonna change um, and just <laughs> just owning those things yeah you know it's funny um, regarding the bow tie and branding um, there's two people in the photo industry I mean of course there's gonna be a ton more who wear bow ties but when I think of of notable people that that I've uh, I'm friends with, I've interacted with that, that, you know, there's a lot of people with bow ties, but there's two <laughs> that have always stood out and it could be because both are photo educators as well, but you and Levi Sim, yeah. right? Uh -huh. Two people uh -huh. who, when you hear, when you think photographer and bow tie, Levi has even gone to the, to the um, length of incorporating the bow tie into his logo now. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he, he, he embraced it like a hundred percent. It's, it's a, uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I mean, the little things um, really do make an impact, you know, it's uh, much more than you would expect. And, you know, and I think yeah. if people recognize you for those things. It's 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 kind of cool when that happens. Yeah. Um, so impact messaging. Right. So there's there's something there's the, the physical um, part of branding. There's um, then this sort of 
uh, audible and, and uh, text part of branding where you always want to speak a certain way. You always want to talk um, about yourself, about your clients a certain way. You want to present yourself a certain way. Uh, and these messages that we put out there in the world, whether they're to leads, to clients, to just anybody that you're talking to at a party, right? You're talking to, you know, you could, you're, if you're a family photographer, everybody is your potential client, right? So th these messages you put out there are very important. Uh, they, they need to be clear. They need to stick to our brand. They need to portray us in the way that we want to be portrayed. Um, do you have any thoughts on maintaining a consistent message? Uh, yeah, actually, um, you know, writing, as a photographer, writing was never really, you know, by my thing. Um, you know, and I did a lot with iHeart New York, we would, we would do a lot of blog posts and uh, um, I go back and look at the grammar on some of those things down and like, oh my gosh. Um, and I think that would, as far as, you know, other friends of mine, that, that would hold them back. Um, I do find that millennials do it a little bit easier than, than the old Gen X guys do, but um, I think that's just because they kind of grow up, you know, spending a lot more time writing, even if it's on text, it just flows a little bit easier. But when I went to WPPI, you know, I was kind of, I wasn't supposed to be in, in, in a marketing role. Um, and um, I spent a lot of time kind of uh, uh, finessing the messaging um, that we would send out um, for, you know, email blasts and, and blog posts. And I was really fortunate to sit next to Jackie Tobin, um, the editor of editor in chief of Rangefinder, um, and she used to have to edit a lot of my stuff. <laughs> and you know, she really helped me, you know, um, finesse those messaging. I would write a column every month for them, and uh, it was really hard. It was fifteen hundred words a month, and you know, she used to be like, "You got to send me more than fifteen hundred words because I'm going to edit out eight hundred of them." <laughs> I'd be like, "Okay." Um, but in in that process of a year, two, three, four years down the road. Um, I really learned a lot from how to like how to have that voice, but you know how to how to how to be a little more succinct with that voice. So mm -hmm. it was it was it was really interesting. But more often than not, I found that finding that voice really just requires you doing it a lot. And if you're not doing it a lot, you can't find it. And don't be afraid to put something out there that isn't perfect. Yeah, that's a great advice. Great advice. Um, it's kind of. Uh what you would say as well to basically anything, whether it's, whether it's branding, whether it's uh, learning photography, you know, whether it's creating blog posts, whatever, or even a, you know, uh, social Facebook posts, right? Whatever it is, the only way to get better at it is to keep doing it. Yeah. Right. So and that's such um, a simple I, message, right? But yeah. it really is the truth. The more you get it out there, the more you practice doing it. Um, I used to joke with some friends of mine that I would write, I would write lots of, um, you know, uh, my, my, my daughter's about to be a teenager. So I'm warning her a lot about social media and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I, I say that like, you can't ever put something out there that, you know, you don't mean, but, um, I often with my friends will write something and then delete it. And that's also good practice. <laughs> so something <laughs> you really want to say sometimes but then, you know, but all of that is good practice. So just spending some time doing some writing every day um, can never hurt you. Even, yeah, and open up the, the notes app on your phone and start typing to yourself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, whether you shared or not, 
you know, you got to make that decision. But um, don't share it if yeah. it does if you shouldn't share. Right. It. If there's ever yeah. a question, I shouldn't share yeah. this. Don't do it. When uh, my father-in-law likes to say, "When there's doubt, there's no doubt." So uh, that's good advice. Yeah. 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 You have moved uh, in the past couple of years. Yeah. Right. Um, you stopped making photos for a while. Yep. And during your time working at WPPI and then on to other jobs after that, but you're back to client work again, back to um, um, some other projects that we'll talk about a little bit. Uh -huh. uh, you'll be able to share that. Um, and you're now 50, correct? 51 on Sunday. 51. Yes. On Sunday. Um, and uh, so can you talk about basically starting over, rebranding yourself, starting over with what you love back in the beginning of your career and that you did for so many years before your changes, starting over, not only starting over as a photographer shooting again, mm -hmm. but in a brand new location. Um, can we talk about that for a bit? Well, first of all, um, I don't recommend my career path uh, for others at this point. Well, I take it back. Taking a leap of faith, even at my age, it, it has been a wonderful thing, okay? So I left WPPI to go work for another company um, and we moved our family out here. It was a leap of faith and um, it didn't work out. It didn't, it was bad from the very beginning. And, uh, you know, I didn't expect that to happen. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was not an act of, you know, leaving one job to go to another was, it wasn't, it was on paper. It seemed like a great idea. It seemed like a good, a good plan. Um, and uh, from the moment I got there, it was, it was not good. Um, so I made the best of it that, that I could for as long as I could. And then, uh, I completely blindsided, found myself out of a job. Um, and so, um, it's been a, a rough couple of years. Uh, moving out here was a great decision. Um, and like I said, we love it here and we, you know, as a family, I think, you know, we needed a change. Um, we needed to do something different and, uh, um, seem, seem like a good idea. So I, I you know, um, you know, making career changes, you know, where I am, um, I've never worked for anybody else. So I, you know, I, I've, I've had, you know, when I was younger, maybe in my twenties, I worked for other people, um, either shooting or really, I started shooting weddings when I was 17 for a local wedding photographer in, in New York. And, and I did it with him for a long time. And then I went to college and then I started shooting on my own and I kind of worked for this guy on the weekends. Um, I pursued my commercial career, you know, 15 years down the line, I found myself in a studio in New York City. I did that for a long time. So I never really worked for anybody else. So then going to WPPI, you know, in my mid forties, um, you know, again, was a big leap of faith. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was really difficult working in a corporate environment. And then I worked, came out here and it didn't, it, you know, I thought for working for a smaller company was going to work out as well. Um, that just was other problems. So I found myself at 50, like, oh, well, okay, what am I, I mean, literally blindsided, I had no idea I was going to be out of a job. So, um, you know, I spent a couple months feeling sorry for myself, which is what I think anybody would do. Yep. And then yep. I just said, you know, sat down with my wife and I said, what, what, what am I supposed to do now? Uh, and, you know, I don't have a master's degree in, you know, anything or or even a bachelor's degree for that matter. I have an associate degree from, from an art school, so I'm completely unqualified outside of this industry. So I'm, I'm, I like to think of myself as a decent photographer. Um, you know, Liz said to me, please, um, please don't go back to shooting weddings again. I don't want to be a wedding <laughs> widow. 
And uh, I was happy that she said that because I really didn't want to go back to shooting weddings again. But it's not, it's not, not like I, 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 I'm not capable or I'm above that. It's just, it's really hard when you get to my age to, you know, relate to a bride or a groom or certainly build a business from off the ground. So I didn't want to do that. But what I did, I said, you know, I do need to start shooting again and I do miss shooting. And, you know, I, I think I'm a pretty good photographer. Um, I survived many, many years feeding my family that way. So um, I opened a, 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 a family portrait business and I kind of took the same uh, idea with New York City and just picking iconic New York City, uh, iconic St. Louis locations and kind of branded them in the backdrop of that. And, you know, um, you know, being a family guy, I had access to lots of families. So mm -hmm. I built a portfolio and built a website and starting that all over again has been a friend of mine said to me it's not as hard the second time <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh okay that is really i said well what do you mean he's like well you did all that other stuff before you know what to do you're not starting over again in that sense you just need to you know you're in a different city so you need to to brand all that again but she's he's like you've got a you've got a url it's you know it's your jasongroup.com you're going to use that same url again you've got 20 years of backlinks on that thing. Um, and mm -hmm. you know, you've got all that good juice on, on that. You, you work your SEO, um, build your portfolio, do your networking. And he said, you know, you're kind of starting from maybe a two or three years in point. And he was right. He was right in that sense. Um, you know, it was easy for me to kind of jump back into that again, but it was hard. You know, the first five or six family sessions, I was like, what's wrong with this camera? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, think, I think the fact that um, you are now in your 50s and the fact that you are a family man um, was obviously part of the reasons why you did not go back into weddings, but also part of the reasons why it's easier for you to get into family portraits Correct. now because... You know, like you said, you are surrounded by families and right. to get surrounded by additional families is, is even easier. Getting surrounded by, um, you know, younger couples that are just about to get engaged and then married is going to be much more difficult. I don't now. have access so, to those people. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I have to agree with, with what your friend said. I mean, yeah, of course, it's not easy, but no. you definitely you probably had, you know, like you said, um, uh, the the website aspect uh, made things a little bit easier. Um, your, your, just, your family life in general makes things easier. I'm sure there's other things that have made it easier, but I'm sure there's still some difficulties. What, what has been hard um, during, this, during this transition? Um, well, I mean, sheesh, I mean, hard during the transition. Be, be, is, besides the camera not doing what you wanted to well, do. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, getting the, shaking the rust out uh, of my camera. And, you know, people used to ask me a lot, WPI, do you still shoot? And I would say, you know, mm -hmm. Every time I pick up a camera recently, it's like I'm the, you know, and forgive me for this analogy, but like I'm the pro ball player who like broke his ankle and then all of a sudden is expected to get up and bat, you know, you know, th th you know, 300 again. Right. So mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it doesn't it's, it takes it takes a while to, to kind of figure those things out again. So uh, that was a big struggle for me. Um, and I think that uh, it, it's been it's been a joy getting back into it again. But. Um, I think the thing for me, you know, when you work for, you know, a company and you get that steady paycheck, you kind of settle into, you know, that, you know, a little bit of an ease, like I'm going to get a paycheck every week. Um, 
but when you run your own business, it's a hustle every day. So it's, it's a different mindset. It's a different, like, you know, the way you run your business is different than you going to a nine to five business with, when you run your own business, you are working all the time, but you need to find how to compartmentalize that business. So like, you know, my wife works full time and, you know, the dynamic changes when I'm self-employed. So, you know, I'm responsible for picking up the kids after school, taking them to practices. Liz concentrates on her full-time job, which is, you know, nine to five. I work outside of those lines. So like I take the kids to school, I come back, I do some chores. I work on the business a little bit. The kids come home from school. I take them to practice. They get them dinner. And then I work from eight to 11, right? So the hours are different. Times are different. It's, and, and, and again, getting back to it's easier the second time. Like I was easily, easily able to go from here to here easily again. I'm now cool. up, you know, at night working, you know, doing right. things. But the advantage is I'm here for my family. It's a blessing. It's awesome. You know, like I'm, you know, I joke that I'm my kid's equipment managers. And, you know, <laughs> you know, when they complain, I said, you can fire me at any point. <laughs> that's funny so for anybody listening who's in st louis or watching and you're in st louis um i feel like we as photographers should do we can to help all the photographers out right yes there is there is competition in wherever you go there's competition but we're also a community of people who are hopefully all kind people that um, want everybody to do well and there's more than enough business to go around that is for sure yeah so what I would like for anybody in the St. Louis area that is listening or watching and is a, a newborn photographer, a wedding photographer who does those full time and does not do family portraits, refer them to Jason, right? <laughs> refer them right. to Jason. You know, he's getting back into it, right? I, I'm, I'm trying to help you out here. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, I appreciate it. You know, but, I, and I'm also serious, you know, like me as a, as a photographer who doesn't do, I, I have clients, but I'm not a full-time photographer. Yeah. Um, I, so, so I'm constantly referring people to other photographers when either I, my schedule can't handle it or when it's, you know, I don't, I don't do new, newborn photography. I don't do wedding photography. So I'm constantly referring those to other people. I would hope that other, other people would pay it forward the same way that I do. So that's my, that's my, uh, my plea to the listeners and watchers, but I also want to hear from you, Jason, what, what, what do you need help with as, so I'm asking this, not just because I, I want to help you, but also because other people in the same situation as you might need help with something they don't realize they need help with. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, so yeah, I launched the, the, the family portrait business and thanks for the plug and St. Louis, jasongroup.com um uh, <laughs> two peas st. <laughs> uh, st louis is a great is a great city and the community here is very strong um I, there's a st louis facebook page and uh um people are willing to help each other out it's a it's a it's a it's very different than new york city um you know, I had my friends in New York, but um, people do tend to network here a little bit more. They do help each other out. Um, it's uh, it's 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 a different dynamic than New York City was. 
Um, but um, it's, a, it's a great community here and these guys are doing a great job. I belong to the, I'm on the board for the Missouri PPA and you know, plan, helping them plan their events. And it's a smaller event, but it's a great group of people who you know, just looking to keep the community together. They're celebrating their 80, 80th year this year, which is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. um, so things like that, I, I you know, have dove in and, and you know, um, you know, if, if, if you're looking to, so here's some advice as an older person, um, you know, looking to get involved in community, you need to seek out the community that's out there and see what you can do to be useful. So a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't need, you know, I just wish somebody would help me. And I'm like, you should go help them. Right. Well, how can you be helpful? So that's, those are the things that, that I've looked for. Like when I moved here to St. Louis, I reached out to the Missouri PPA. Hey, how can I help? You know, what can I do? And, you know, obviously, you know, being in the industry, they were, they were, you know, very receptive, you know, for me to, to work with them. But, you know, it, it, you know, along those lines, you know, like when I found myself without a job here in St. Louis, trying to figure things out, um, you know, it was, it was difficult thinking like, all right, do I want to look for another job? Do I want to start something over again? And that's, and that's, um, you know, what kind of was born out of the other project that I'm working on as well is, you know, at, at, you know, if you're in your late thirties going into your forties, you know, in hindsight, you know, looking at, you know, what, what your options are, you really need to think about, you know, what, what your plans are, you know, you're, you're planning for your retirement and, you know, setting money aside, it, it creeps on you pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my forties went by, it was like, Oh, Whoa, I'm 50. Uh, and then, and then starting over, you know, from the ground up, uh, you know, without any runway whatsoever was a pretty jarring experience, but I can yeah. talk, you know, about, you know, what led me to, to, to my next project as well. Yeah. Um, the group, right. That's what it's called. Group. The yeah. group, the group. So, um, before we get into that, yeah. um, I, I, uh, I, I have to ask just because it's kind of, um, I mean, it's in my head, it's funny that you were such an important role in WPPI for many years, and now you're helping out with a PPA chapter, right? Which is, just, <laughs> you know, so I have to ask, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to ask. Yeah, there's a when, lot. When, Ironically, you know, WPPI and, 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 and uh, PPA um, really yeah. tried to work hard to have a, have a good relationship. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. there is a competition there between the two right. shows, but you know, there WPPI was, there doesn't really have any local chapters, right? No, no. So, and it's been interesting getting to know how those local chapters work. And I think yeah. there's a lot of things that, you know, it, listen, uh, PPA has been around for a long time. A yeah. lot of people have not been happy about what, you know, that they haven't really kept up with the times and they're a little old school. And, but, you know, looking in from the outside of where our industry is at right now and, and how like some of these, trade shows and conferences are struggling, um, you know, is interesting. And I just got back from Imaging USA, PPA show, um, very strong showing. They've had a lot of ups and downs over the years, but they've stayed the course. So they've said, this is our brand. This is what we do. We're not going to change things up a little bit. Uh, we're going to change things up a little bit here and there, but the main, the bylaws, the the, the, the ways that they keep engaged with their audience is, is really mm-hmm. incredible. Their, you know, their, their educational programs and, you know, all of that stuff. 
Um, it keeps people coming back every year. It gives them, it gives them a reason, a thing to focus on the craftsman degrees and the certifications right. and, you know, all of that stuff, um, has, has, you know, super old school stuff, but it keeps them coming back every year. So, um, I was happy to, you know, to work on the chapters it was a little weird, uh, after working <laughs> with WPPI after those years, but, um, you know, for me, it was really just being part of the community that 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 I really cared about. It was really nice that they embraced me and, and stuff like that. So, so when you reached out and you said, you know, are you looking? Do you need any help? Can anything I can help you with or whatever? Do they say? Do you have any experience working for <laughs> events? <laughs> no, they they knew who I was. They, they All right, cool. <laughs> and you know, they it's funny because I had given them a, a, a couple of free passes every year to WPI all the years I was there. And nice. never really thought anything they would use it in their giveaways. So, you know, again, there's a, there's a lot of crossover there, and and um, you know, it's been really fun working with those guys. Yeah. yeah. Last year, uh, I guess uh, technically, it was last year February, um, so February 2019. Uh, I spoke at the 70th anniversary of Connecticut's P local PPA, their big event. Um, Jennifer Rosenbaum spoke. Unfortunately, I had a miss. Um, her her talk uh, I got there too late but um, but that was it was fun it's the yeah. second time I've I've spoken for the Connecticut PPA chapter and um but that they they go all out you know it's yeah. it's it's neat to see for a local chapter to do something so um so big like you I, wouldn't you wouldn't expect yeah. it from a local chapter yeah and I I think that the the local chapters are struggling right now to try and keep numbers up and keep them going and and uh, I I I find the whole chapters is really interesting. Um, their biggest complaint that I get from any of the chapters is we don't get enough help from, you know, PPA itself. Right. They really do operate independently of the organization, but they are supposed to follow certain rules. And, and uh, PPA, if you're listening out there, that's the thing that I think is the future of their organization. And really, um, if, you know, if you know a guy who could help you build those chapters, it would be me. Um, I think that is, I, I, and, 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 and I can kind of get into why I'm, why I'm telling you that, because I think at my age, when you're looking for a new career job, um, some of the things that I read was that you need to carve your own path. I'm trying mm -hmm. to carve that own path as I'm talking to you, but that's nice. something that I've identified. Like, I think those chapters, um, could be huge. You know, yeah. PPI used to do these roadshows every year and most people don't even know about them. Um, at one point, they were doing, I think, 14 roadshows a year. And when I say that to people, they're like, oh, my gosh, really? 14 cities a year they used to do besides Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And when I got there, they were doing uh, six, and then they, they cut it to four, and then they cut them entirely um, because they were not making enough money. Um, but the day they quit those roadshows was the day that they started seeing dropping in of their numbers every single year after that. Hmm. And it was very hard to make that correlation. And, you know, you can't quote me on those things, but like, in my opinion, that's, that's the reason why, you know, it became harder for them, but it's that 20, it's that year round engagement that they were getting in those roadshows. And they, we used to give them a free pass at WPPI. So it was a pass through to get them to come. And every person that I would meet, before that would be like, oh yeah, I got a free pass that one year and then I've been coming for 10 years. And that's the same thing with the chapters. The chapters, they belong to the chapters, they get involved and they have to go to the yeah. USA show, right? It's giving, giving a community a reason to be engaged. And I think that yeah. 
you know, if, 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 if PPA really wanted to bolster their numbers, um, pumping some life into that would really make a huge difference. In my I agree. Opinion. I agree. Yeah. You know, we've seen that with other, other organizations um, that, you know, the local chapters have been striving and then you see less from the, the you know, the big organization. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, that would be great. And I'm going to make sure when this episode goes live that PPA sees this. So, um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, um, just, just an opinion from, you know, an old guy uh, who's yeah. worked in the industry for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. Who might have some experience, <laughs> a little, experience. little, little bit of experience in this, um, in this genre. But yeah, I, uh, and I tell you since leaving WPPI, uh, I've missed working in live events. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, again, I've got, I've, I've, uh, I've enjoyed shooting and doing those things. I'm going to continue doing that now. Um, and, you know, but in, in my opinion, it wasn't everything that I wanted to do. Working in this community is, has been, you know, my favorite thing to do. I've enjoyed it. And, you know, not working in live events uh, like the PPI has been, you know, something that I've missed since the day I left. So even when I left, uh, you know, a, well, even when I was blindsided here in St. Louis, I said to myself, that's really what I want to do. When I sat down with my wife, I said, is it time for me to start my own thing? Is it time for me to, you know, launch my own event? And I've been working through those ideas um, just because, you know, I'm unfortunately not sitting on a pile of cash to just say, hey, I'm going to build right. my own event. So is this where the group has sort of come yeah. from? Like, is, so let's talk about that. Yes. What, what is the group? So in my drilling down of, you know, after feeling sorry for myself for a couple of months, I said, you know, let me, let me look around to see if there's, I really enjoy marketing. So, um, you know, is there a marketing job out there for me? Maybe I should try something out outside the industry. And, um, you know, I looked around for some different things and, you know, because I'm not super duper qualified, you know, me not finding, and I'm doing all this research, like, you know, I'm literally doing Google search, like how to, what to do when you're 50 years old, starting your career over, like, <laughs> like really sad, like, you know, things yeah. And I'm drilling down and, you know, one, I read one really good article. It was like, what to do at this age. And, it, you know, mine was all the way at the bottom, what to do at 50. <laughs> <laughs> and it said, you know, you're beyond the point of, you know, continuing education, going back and getting your master's or something like that's probably not your best bet at this point. But, you know, if you're left with no choice or you're really close to doing it, you should go back and do that. But you need to work your existing contacts and figure out exactly what you want to do and then just drill down and start doing it. Um, and especially it, be, it became relationships. So you have met lots of people. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, yeah, I know lots of people in this industry and I've interacted with a lot of people and I'd like to think that people are, are um, interested and uh, uh, interested in working with me. And this is part of the reason why, you know, like when I saw you, you know, you, you, you did, you're doing this podcast and doing it. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm reaching out to you now because I want to have this conversation with you. I'm letting the world know I'm open to opportunities and I'm working on new things. That's part of, you know, my plan yeah. here is that, you know, I'm, you know, if you're listening and you have an interesting project, I want to talk to you, right? I have some experience. I want to talk to you. But one of the things that I came across was like, all right, well, if I still want to start my own event, um, I need some help. So I found this website where you like, you could book a call with Mark Cuban or you could book a call with a CEO. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I've always been good at helping other photographers. I wonder 
you know, if, if, if I could do something like this. So I started drilling down on that. I realized that, that there really isn't a marketplace for photographers to help other photographers. There really isn't a place where um, you can go and uh, right now there's somebody sitting at their computer and can't open Lightroom because the, their library is not working or their Photoshop stopped working or something like that. And I'm like, I have a network of people that I would call and say, you know, hey, I need help. But there's lots of people out there that don't have that network built in who just need help right now. And that's that's what this idea was kind of born out of. And, um, you know, again, I have worked with, you know, hundreds, maybe thousands of photographers in our industry over the years. So I built something where they can book a call with a photographer or an influencer or, you know, a, a writer. And you can you can schedule that call. You pay for the call. It creates a video conferencing call just like the one we're in right now. Um, you can you can hang on to that, and then you can get some education from that person. And you know, being my last name, it's the group with two P's. dot com. Um, and uh, I'm looking to launch. The official launch will be probably first week of March, somewhere in that in that time. We're going to have around a hundred influencers all on there. Um, with with their offering to help and then from there you know if i build an event out of that that would be wonderful if it takes off i love the idea of one-on-one -on -one consultations with somebody very personal um i think that our industry doesn't have a lot of that where you can just get you know one-on-one -on -one consultations and and you know one of the things that we used to do at uh, on the road shows at wppi would do these portfolio reviews at photo plus we used to do them as well um, I think they're really important things to get and, and finding a mentor in your industry or a coach, I think is really important. And this is my way of, of trying to make that happen. And it's been great. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if, if this, uh, you know, builds up to where it potentially could, you could, you could really have um, the group for the, you know, 365 days out of the year, you know, there's always somebody available that you can book with, but then you could do the group live where you've got, you know, um, uh, keynotes yeah. from the influencers talking to all the attendees, but then also throughout the day, people can book individual one-on-one -on -one in person, you know, um, meetings, that, portfolio reviews. More, more exper yeah. experiential, um, more in depth, um, you know, and yeah. I think, you know, this is just another way there, there, you know, there are hundreds of places that you can go and get education now and, you know, watch on video and, between YouTube and Creative Live, and you know all those other all those other places that are out there, um, it, it, they're they're wonderful. But sometimes we just need to be able to ask a question about something, and yeah. um, I think that this is a great way. And I've gotten it, a ridiculous response, so well received from um, the educators in our industry. Um, everyone has thinks it's a it's a great idea and and you know it just provides a place where everybody can be you know later on if there's a place where you know they want to promote a workshop or like you said some webinars where there's specific education um but i think these conversations are going to be really neat that these people are having and uh i'm really excited to see where it goes yeah i so i've got a question about about um the booking process is yeah. it only going to be book it now for let's say Thursday at 3 p.m. or is it going to be a, a section where it says these people are available right now where it's like on the fly for certain people at certain times or things like that 
I ideally would like to have, I, so good question. Um, and I, I've kind of thought through that a little bit. I think it's organically going to need to work itself out a little bit, but mm -hmm. I ideally would like to have five or six or 10 photographers, especially on the technical side, um, who are like available on demand. Like right now right. their schedule is always open. I can book a call in an hour, right? Um, I think it depends on the photographer's availabilities. What I'm going to encourage them to do is be available during business hours or like, you know, um, some photographers just in the evenings, you know, mm -hmm. so kind of spread it out over periods of time. And then I guess it'll be up to me to market, you know, that the way that goes. But right. um, it would be great to have it where like, I'm hoping it's literally on demand, like call me. <laughs> <laughs> That would be cool. That would be cool. You know, I, I, I hear Facebook is currently um, testing a Facebook page feature where you could send a text message to the page or maybe it's a Facebook group. I can't remember where you can send a text message to um, the owner of the group or the page or whatever. And it goes to their Facebook messenger, but it's a normal phone number that, that anybody can send a message to and just chat with. Um, and, and you can do this sort of like, you know, I'm available now. I'm I'm offline. That type of thing. So, yeah. uh, I don't think it's open to everybody yet. I think it's, you know, um, like I saw uh, Jenna Kutcher. I don't know if you know Jenna Kutcher. Yeah, yeah. She's currently she's currently testing it out in one of her groups. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, those things. And I think part of this idea was born out of that. These Facebook groups are wonderful places, but I think that um, it's time to take some of these conversations a little more. I don't not offline, but like. Definitely one-on-one, -on -one, not, not group to the, well, yeah, you know, are, hundreds of people. Yeah. I mean, people are tired of their, their it, it, I don't know what's happening with Facebook, but it's not as much fun as it used to be. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm exploring ideas of going some like old school, like I think I'm going to put a forum on here, like super old school stuff where nice. I think that, you know, it's time to kind of bring the conversation somewhere else because yeah. Right now, Facebook is so fragmented. It would be great to have one place where these conversations are happening. So like a forum or webinars or something like that, where like people can really connect with just that subject and just go there. Because yeah. I, I have lots of friends that are just there. I'm like, did you see this post on Facebook? And they're like, I took Facebook. I don't even go on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it gets um, too saturated uh, very, very easily. Yeah. So yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah, I would love to be able to just remove the Facebook app from my phone if I didn't have to do it for work. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I would remove it in a second. I totally agree with you. Like, yeah. and for photographers, it's a huge distraction if you're running your business. So yeah, like that—that's kind of goes along with my point. Like, if there was a place where you could just go for information, you just take a half an hour every day instead of going to yeah. Facebook and spending 15 minutes looking at you know your kids' baby pictures. There's nothing wrong with that, but instead of wasting 15 minutes before you actually get to the meat of what you're trying to do. You just go to the group and you know you you check in on. I don't know if you remember like the old school DWF forums and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. they were great places for information, and you can go there and you can search one place for you know a problem that you had. Now, if you do that on Facebook, you got to go to twenty Facebook groups and then search before you got to ask a question. Like that's that's a time suck. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so I'm going to put um, all these places where everybody can find you in the show notes. Um, I want to say thank you, Jason, for joining me today. I'm uh, glad that we were to get you on. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to see that you've, you've got, uh, you're, you're, you're doing well in your, in your rebrand. And um, I hope that everybody does 
help you out as well because and you know the same way that you would help somebody else out if yeah. that opportunity came up so um paying it forward so you can find the show notes from today's episode where to find jason and all the places at imagely.com slash podcast slash 96 and don't forget to subscribe to the show it's available on apple Podcasts, spotify pandora google play and everywhere you listen to podcasts. So thank you again, Jason. And until next time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's good to see your face again. (laughs) You as well. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.